0: Here we are, episode four, a very, very special three-person episode. Uh, You can see we got some Batman stuff going on in the corners there because we are about to, let's say... uh, We're talking Batman. Discuss Batman. Yeah. With the new, the the Batman that just came out, Um, obviously, you know they've made what feels like about a thousand Batman movies since, uh, since it's a lot more than I thought
1: when I looked up all of them, I was like, Holy shit, they got a Lego Batman movie. Yeah. It's crazy
0: too. If you start looking at the, um, I mean, obviously like the, um, Batman versus Superman, like Donna justice and the, the justice league stuff. And then on top of it, all the animated stuff, like under the red hood and right. Uh,
1: I've Killing. never watched any of that shit.
0: The Killing Joke, you never watched any of that stuff?
1: Ooh, that's Killing,
0: a good one. The Killing Joke's rad, dude.
1: That, really that, good. Hey,
2: Caleb, have you seen the uh, one that they did with the Ninja Turtles? I downloaded it thinking my kids could watch it.
0: Absolutely not. Hold up. There's a Batman Ninja Turtles?
1: Oh, I, yeah. Is it? It is awesome. <laughs> All
2: right, it's uh... a lot more adult-oriented than I thought. Like, Uh, I was not prepared. I didn't know there's... I remember when you said you let... I remember that. I didn't know that DC with these new animated movies would definitely is tearing towards us, not towards kids. So, I remember, like,
0: I mean, I feel like Under the Red Hood was, it's got to be 10 years ago that that was, uh, that that storyline first made its rounds. And it was way, way, way more adult than than anything I had seen Batman wise. It kind of reminded me of like when um, oh, excuse me. Marvel did like the the old man Logan storyline with Wolverine and stuff like that, where it was just grittier. And it, this was like pre Christopher Nolan, so at the time, I mean, it still kind of is the grittiest, like rawest Batman. The the Killing Joke and stuff like that is
2: that's more very, along the lines of of our uh, turtle one is like. Within like the first thirty seconds, somebody takes like a ninja star to the forehead and just splits their head open. It's it's nuts. Yeah. And that that animation, I
0: mean, obviously you can do so much more with animation than you can with uh with live action and CGI. It, it's literally unlimited what you can do with animation. I always think of like Kill Bill, like that cut scene with
1: uh um, or whatever.
0: Lucy Lucy Lou's character.
1: Yep.
0: <clears throat> where it's that is like literally as gory as anything has ever been on television or in a movie
1: yeah.
0: i mean the dude literally gets cut in half and like she puts that sword in his chest and she pulls it out and it like you see her silhouette on the wall i mean that's wild that's super duper gory
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> couldn't really do that with live action i can't i can't imagine lucy Lou getting sprayed in the face with that much blood so
1: that would be awesome
0: we'll so there. yeah eventually we're, uh, along with all the, uh, you know, the the different Batmans that they made, obviously they made some that are just straight stinkers that we're probably not gonna argue much old about. What's that? It's that old bat tits. Talk about Clooney. Yep. Yeah.
1: You talk about the yeah. nipples. Everybody's pissed off about nipple armor. Everybody
0: got you know, mad because Batman had nipples. Well, of course he has nipples, but does it have to be included in the suit? That's really the question. I mean, it, look at it Val is- Kilmer over here.
1: Look at Val. I know he's he got no back like that. Uh, I bet Ben was cut up like he is right there. But Val, eh. uh
0: I don't know, man. What what year did uh what was Batman Forever?
1: 1995? 93 or some shit like that, yeah. Batman Forever? Right around there. 95. so, like,
0: so definitely post uh post Top Gun, but
1: by 10 yeah. years <laughs> Top Gun well, came out in the '80s, man. '88 or '87.
0: Was, was Val still doing okay? I mean, I remember like uh, the Saint. He had to still be in pretty decent shape for the Saint. I
1: like that. '92
0: would have been Batman Returns. I think. Did you just did you just go audio only to look something up, Todd? Usually, you stay on screen when you do research. I don't know what that what happened there. I don't know what happened there. Um, wait, Ooh. Batman? No, Batman Forever was not night. Nice. You said Batman Returns. Batman Returns was 92.
1: 92. So Batman Forever had to be 96 or 97. Yeah, probably.
0: Batman Returns was still Keaton, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was the second Keaton.
0: Yeah, Batman Forever was the, the only Val Kilmer one. Yeah. So, yeah, let's call Batman it Batman Forever was 95. 95. So I bet Batman, I bet Batman and Robin Val was 97. Val Kilmer was still in decent shape there. I don't know if he was in the kind of shape that we're seeing in the bottom corner of the screen right now. I don't know yeah, if anybody, any Batman's ever been in that kind know, of shape.
1: Especially Keaton. <laughs> right. Keaton he, was he, dead, was, he
0: was never cut up like that. Keaton was dad bod Batman. Yeah he was. How old was Michael Keaton in 1989? That's the real question. He's got to be like around my parents' age. He's got to be what's what what year was he born? 54, 55?
1: Who Michael Keaton? 51. Yeah.
0: 51? So he was he was almost 40 years old playing Batman.
1: Yeah, he's 38, 39. And then
0: 40 when they did Batman Returns. Yep. So is he, he's the oldest Batman then?
1: I think Ben's forty. Oh yeah. Well yeah, Keaton,
2: yeah. Keaton's coming back for this Flash movie. What? For what? Michael Keaton is back as the Batman from the eighty nine Batman film for the new Flash movie. Are okay. they gonna
1: is it gonna still be in like the whole Tim Burton realm? Like yeah,
2: because it's when the Flash is trying to correct things, he's gonna jump timelines.
1: Oh shit, his he yeah. has got Batgirl and that Flash. They're he's they're got it's that.
2: the old school Tim Burton emblem on his chest. Like it's gonna be awesome. That's
1: so crazy.
0: So what I was I did a little bit of just like earlier, I didn't want to come in completely unprepared for you guys to to roast the Christopher Nolan movies so I I did a li- just a, a touch of background at <laughs> background even um and like I was talking to Danielle my you know my wife I was saying like that original the original to us the 1989 Batman sure here you know from from here on referred to as the original because I don't I didn't really watch the TV show till I was a teenager, you know what I mean? Yeah. The old Adam West stuff and it's entertaining but it's not my Batman. So I remember watching that VHS at my aunt's house, the very first time I ever watched a Batman movie and that VHS box do you remember it was just a plain black box it didn't say batman it just had it It just had the logo on there and it wrapped just barely around the side of the screen it like it didn't fit oh my god like how genius of a of a move was that to not have it fit directly on the front of the screen because that stands out in my head i'm sure you guys too i
1: when i was a kid my dad bought me that for christmas it was a hundred dollars it was a hundred dollars For a VHS, buy that VHS when I when we bought because it, it had just come out. Like and that's wild. The Del Delmar Video where we used to get videos from, you could buy the tapes outright and like
0: that right there was a that's a reference Delmar Video.
1: Oh yeah, Woo, Dude, we used to go there every Friday night, my old man would take us, and everybody was allowed to pick out one movie. And it was Friday night after he got paid, we would go to Ryan's or old, old Country Buffet every time. We, and after Ryan's, we would hit Old Delmar and you he, he were allowed to pick out a movie and I picked that movie out probably four weeks in a row. And he was like, I'm just going to buy that movie. I'm just gonna like, buy it. It, I, every week I was like, Oh, I'm watching Batman. Of course. And then me and my brother were both like, all right, I'll pick Batman and you pick something else that we want to watch. Cause we had two sisters and we didn't watch their bullshit movies. So we were like, <laughs> all right, you have to pick something else because we can't just have Batman. Oh, uh, so good. And I, I, I wore that. I, I probably, I had to buy that one twice. I think. I remember I've watched it a million times. That's
0: probably like that the very first, you know, as soon as the you you pop that D V D in now or the VHS back then and it comes in with that and the clouds and everything. Yeah. It's just
1: it's good. It's
0: it's like completely ingrained in my brain. I there's no way I could ever forget that movie. I know every line of that movie. I've seen it literally triple digits for sure. Oh yeah. I mean it's not even not even a question.
2: Yeah. The, that Batman, John knows him. One of my best friends is obsessed with that Batman. Like Batman in general. But much dude, much. He's got, he has those original VHS tapes. Yeah. Like unopened. Like he's yeah. still, he, he's he got Bob. He's got all the action figures from the um, Jack Nicholson's little sidekick, Bob, <laughs> Bob. All the way, everybody. It, Party dude, dude's into party man. Like he, he loves that fucking movie. Like it's
1: just one of his favorite things. Tim Burton's really good at building worlds, and that was I remember. Did Beetlejuice come out before that? Yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah. Okay, so I had seen Beetlejuice, and it was the first time I remember going. The same people made this movie, because I was like. That made Beetlejuice because I was like, this world—it's like, yeah, you can tell. It was just something about it that I was just like, it was the first time I had seen a director having a direct influence on a film, and and I was like eight—I was eight or nine years old—and I was like, why does this seem so familiar? And then it was like the soundtrack with Danny Elfman, like everything about it was like, oh, it's Beetlejuice. It's just like Beetlejuice. Yeah, great. We get to do
2: the rest of this thing with Danny Elfman.
1: Nice Family Guy reference.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, now I'll say, coming off of the 1989 Batman, I'm not a huge Batman Returns guy. I think that the Penguin is great. I think Danny DeVito's Penguin is, is a great character. The rest of the movie, I was always just not super into.
1: Yeah, it wasn't as good as the first one
0: to me. <clears throat> no, I mean, definitely not as good as the, as the first one. And I think, if i were to...
1: slope after that one though what's that but this is the thing a lot of like the critics have returns above the original which is silly to me i mean i yeah. get it I, mean, I, I didn't understand that either when i was looking up, it's looking good. up stuff the other day i was like i wonder you know what the rankings are of a lot of these and i looked up five guys and they all had returns above the original batman and i was like uh, I like returns. A lot. They all quote it's Christopher Walken's character. They really that's lie. what I was going to say.
0: I was going to say Walken, Walken and Schwarzenegger have, a, or not uh, Schwarzenegger, um, um, Danny DeVito have a lot to do with that. And I like yeah. the Batman and Robin. Schwarzenegger yeah. is like the only thing every anybody ever has good to say about that, which is hilarious to me because I think it's not
2: a great, yeah. not a great because it's, it's over the top. That's why. I remember just-
1: watching that movie. We were at a party once and they put that movie on. And I was like, Why are you guys watching this terrible movie? And I was like, "This movie's so bad." I go, "This sequence," and it was the sequence where the rocket was going up in the air, and they they shot out of the side, and then they surfed down back yeah. on on top of the doors. I was like, "This is absurd! Like, how do you yeah. people like this?"
2: Like- well, Sh- Schumacher kind of went with like the '50s, yeah,
1: like, which is cool. 60s, but it's like the old,
2: whatever the, the old school campy, like yeah. over the top character villains, like there's got to
0: be a line though, right?
2: It, I think that's where. I think that's where these new ones are getting good. Like Nolan kind of turned that corner. Were like, Hey, people want to see this dark, like more grounded, like character driven stuff. Like where like the Joker is more believable in the Nolan series than the Joker in the first one. Yeah. Like you're kind of like, okay, this dude's a psychopath. Like this right. dude's like a legitimate
0: crazy person. Right. Well, And I think you, you hit on it there in the, like the word grounded, because everybody always, Oh, gritty, dark, you know, those are the words that everybody always uses for the the Christopher Nolan stuff, but grounded is a way better word because it's more, it feels more realistic. You know what I mean? Like seeing Heath Ledger's version of the Joker is clearly a more human version of the Joker than Jack Nicholson's. Like, I think Jack Nicholson's Joker is the best Batman villain, in my opinion. But he's also so far over the top. And I love Jack Nicholson. I mean, I'm certainly biased there. But God, I mean, it's such a ridiculous character the whole time. Whereas Heath Ledger, you can kind of understand how he got to that point. You know what I mean? Like, it it makes sense. Like, this guy has just been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. pushed, to now he's a sociopath.
1: All right. So let's do top. What are your top three Batman movies?
0: Have I said it out loud on the podcast already? I'm not sure, but I I think so.
1: Just go from three to one.
0: uh, Three is a tie for me right now. Until I watch it again, the Batman, the newest, the Batman, the newest one with Robert Pattinson is tied currently with the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman for me at number three. And that's what that's on one viewing. It might go up. It might go down. I don't know. For me, the Dark Knight Rises is number two and the Dark Knight is number one. I know, I know you. I knew, I already knew where you were going. Dark Knight Rises. I love the Dark Knight so bad. It was so bad. We've had this discussion on and off camera, and I'm telling you, aside from aside from the timeline issue of the broken back and the cops in the cave, if you, if I just could, besides all of that. It's not. Listen.
2: Besides major plot hole,
1: you're, you're
0: making it such a bigger plot hole than it needs to be, though, because it is it a big to, plot hole. It would take one one word, like one reference. They could pop. They could put a 15 second scene in there and fix that plot hole that they didn't put in there for some if reason. They, I don't know why they didn't.
2: Huh?
1: Okay. No, you're right. You're right. That's
2: you like. There's him. no point. There's no point though for jo- like Joseph Corden levitts character irrelevant. Like he didn't need to be in the movie. You're not exactly right. wrong there. Okay,
1: I'm not attacking it. Okay. Why is why is Dark Knight number 1? What what we, what we, it what makes it the best Batman movie to you?
0: In my opinion, Heath Ledger makes it the best Batman movie.
1: Okay, so the non-Batman character is sure. the best thing about the Batman movie.
0: Yep, and we and listen. Here's the thing. If you look at all the Batman side by side, the, the, their their version of Batman, their version of Bruce Wayne. Everybody who's played Batman on camera or voiced Batman if Todd wants to really throw Mark Hamill in front yeah, of Mark Hamill, guy, like he's made jokes about. So if you look at all of them side by side, none of them are like head and shoulders better than everybody else. You know what I mean? There's not a clear cut number one in my opinion aside from Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is the best Bruce Wayne and I don't think anybody's really close. But if you look at just Batman's None of them are, like, wildly better than anybody else. Yes, George Clooney was not a good Batman.
2: Th- there's one. Yeah. What's that? Pattinson's I, the best Batman. He's the best Batman. Not Bruce Wayne. I That's agree. Michael Keaton's the best Bruce Wayne. I don't... But we so, also have... This is the beginning of the movie series. Like, they yeah. could develop that Bruce Wayne character. Uh, but right now, he is... Without a doubt, to me, the best Batman. Well, Todd, what are your three? Mine three is eighty nine. Two's The Dark Knight, and one is this new one. Mine's mine mirrors that. That mine's exactly the same. It's it was such a different. and Maybe it's just because it was just such a different take on making it more of like what Batman should be like. This detective, like you, showing his intelligence, he's figuring out this crime. Right, they they're introducing like subtly introducing all these other characters. Like when he injects that that green, the green stuff at the end when he's in the thing. Right. Like oh, I'm assuming spoilers,
1: that I'm uh, assuming that spoilers that, like, at the beginning of this. There's, we're gonna be talking. I'm about assuming. Spoilers. Oh, I'm, gonna, so I'm talking about to the people that are watching it.
0: I'm gonna definitely. So I'm gonna definitely in the like in the description. I'm gonna say okay. spoilers. Damn. I'm gonna make sure. Like, I don't want anybody coming for us. Like, you fuckers, why did you spoil this movie? Right. Like, I don't want anybody to think I that looked, had time. Talk about it.
1: Finish your thoughts. Right,
2: I think, like, introducing that green adrenaline that he was doing, I think that's the Bane Venom. Right. They kind of introduced who the Joker was in, in Arkham Asylum. They've got the Riddler. You've got the beginning origin stuff of how Penguin became. Like, everything was so good. John Turturro's character is good. Like, yeah. Yeah. you it made you want to be understand what's going on in this underworld. And the fact that he's just walking around as Batman, like not given two Fs, like just showing up at the door, like, eh, I want to see the penguin. Yeah. And that dude's just like uh shuts the door opens it. And he just starts punching dudes in the face. I'm like, yeah. dude, this is awesome.
1: Love it. What did you like about dark Knight? It, it's it's Heath Ledger. Yeah.
2: I, to me, it's, it's he's the best joker to me to me he's to me he's the best batman villain that's been on on screen i agree you you could relate to him he he like he made you understand what his drive was like everything made sense like even though he doesn't necessarily make sense like it just added up i liked it uh i mean to me that's my favorite batman villain
1: what did you like In, about the 89 why was that number Keaton.
2: three? It's just That's Keaton, and, and probably nostalgia more than anything. But then, if you look at the other movies, like George Clooney's, I'm not looking at those. Like, I mean, outside of the Keaton ones, the only one that I even enjoy slightly is the fact that Jim Carrey was a a, a hilarious version of the Riddler.
1: Yeah, I and, I like, I, like I, I liked that movie. I didn't. I, I would never say it's good, but yeah. I liked it. There was parts of it I was like, yeah, like even like Tommy Lee Jones when he was with the Riddler, like the way they yeah. played off each other was fun. It Their was, interaction, it was, yeah, it was fun. It wasn't a good movie, but so yeah, it was fun. Well, even even
0: like my thing with Batman Forever, I watched that one a ton too. I've probably seen that one like yeah, I've seen time. that one a lot. Um, like the scene where they're playing Battleship basically with the mines, and he's like. It's like B9 or B- B12, and yeah. my favorite vitamin, I might add, like all those little tiny things. It was, it was a just a well put together movie. Not best a mobiles
2: from '89.
0: Uh, I don't know, bro. I what was like the best Batmobile? I like the new, I like the Dodge. I Ford. knew it was pretty cool, but that, that souped up jet, jet powered Dodge that driving pretty rad. dude
2: the machine guns flipping up on the front you got the big jet in the back in yeah. 89 so well, just, here, real, I had it as a real, toy so real quick some... drama before you get into
0: your top your top three here oh you already said they're the same as Todds um before you tell us why did when you guys were watching the the that chase scene with penguin you know what I'm talking about when he yeah like, like huge part of the movie was that a Maserati he was driving? I
2: don't.
1: I
0: remember. never once saw an emblem, and I tried to look it up and couldn't find anything but Penguin's stupid rubber ducky car. When I tried to uh, Google it, I you don't
2: know it's awesome. They actually jumped that Robert Pattinson car like they actually did that. Like none of that was like CGI. They talked about it in an interview. I was like, that's they. He wanted it to look all like what it would really look like if they did it. So they actually did all that stuff. That was pretty awesome. That's uh, not as cool as the them building like a
0: 12-mile stretch of highway for the Matrix, but it's still pretty cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so film-wise, 89 is third because of the aesthetic and Tim Burton and Michael Keaton. I liked Michael Keaton a lot. He wasn't believable as Batman, though, for me. He wasn't a believable badass. I had seen Mr. Mom. You know what I mean? Like I had seen Gung Ho, like Michael Keaton, it, it and it almost took you out of it because of you're like, ah, it's Michael Keaton, man. Like he's not you know, like that's why George Clooney never made sense to me as Batman either. Because it's like it's George Clooney, man. That's not George Clooney's not the guy you think is out there kicking ass and you know what I mean, taking names, stuff like that. Sure. So the him as Batman just threw me off. He what I thought he was the best Bruce Wayne as well. Um, just because he spent, this is the other thing he spent the most time as Bruce Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Him and Christian yeah. are really the two guys that spend
0: yeah time they focus in their
1: films as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. They focus
0: quite a bit more on Bruce Wayne as right. a character. In, and George yeah.
1: Clooney one, the Val Kilmer, the Val Kilmer one, the only time he was Bruce Wayne was when he was on that date with, uh, what's her name?
0: With Nicole Kidman. Yeah.
1: Was that Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: No. You're talking about... Nicole Kilmer. Cat, Catwoman? And no. Batman Val Kilmer. Returns? Val Kilmer in Batman Forever goes on a date with Dr. Chase Meridian, which is played by... Oh, Nicole yeah. It is, Believe me. Yeah, it's Nicole Kidman. Who's the Don't,
1: girl in the 89 Batman? I thought that was Nicole Kilmer. That's... Uh,
0: no, that's uh, Kim, Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger.
1: Kim yeah. Basinger. Okay. yeah, yeah. But anyway, they... Michael Keaton and Christian Bale, I think they spend the most time as Bruce Wayne, so they're the the best Bruce Waynes.
0: Vicky Vale was Kim Basinger. Vicky Vale, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but other than that, the Joker character was awesome when I was a kid. Like the '89 Batman was great. The opening sequence where he's, you know, they're the the guys rob somebody, yeah, there ain't and no they're up bat. on top of that, yeah, that, uh, that roof counting their loot up, and Batman yeah. just shows up and kicks their ass. Like that's yeah. that's Batman. You know I,
0: that that scene that that opening scene where the guy's like, he's like, "Hey, you want a cut of this money or what?" You know, right, like that whole thing. Yeah. I'm I swear to God, I've seen that movie a hundred times. Right. And the other guy's like, "You shouldn't have killed that kid, man. You shouldn't put a gun on that kid or whatever." And he's like, right. "Hey, there ain't no bat. You got that?" And he looks up and he's right there. It's so it's like amazing. Yeah. Tim Burton crushed that opening scene.
1: Yeah, really good. And dangles, uh,
0: him, dangles him off the edge.
1: <laughs> Two is Dark Knight and it's solely because I there's so many problems I have with the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises that I think Dark Knight Rises might be in my top five as Batman movies but it's not because it's only because the rest of them I don't like and, and Dark Knight Rises was tolerable enough because I liked Christian Bale as Batman I thought he was pretty good as Batman and I like Tom Hardy as Bane. I thought that was cool, but just there were so many film flaws with that movie. It wasn't the the people playing the characters for me. It was the flaws of the timelines and all that, all that stuff that, that like I, I pick apart while I'm watching the movie. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like stuff that throws me out of the film. And I that's what I don't like about Dark Knight Rises. And but the Dark Knight had way less of that. Like if you go back, and I've I've done this. I've gone back and only watched the Joker sequences from that Batman movie. Only watched the Heath Ledger scenes because they were that good. The scene with him and Harvey Dent, where he's talking about, I'm a dog and I wouldn't know what to do if I caught one. His yeah. little mannerisms, everything he does in that sequence. Like, I don't know if Christopher Nolan was like guiding him through that or he was just doing it naturally, but it was. It, if you look at his hands, when he's got his hands like this and he's like, he's got the gun and he's like, it's fair. Yeah. Watch his hands and his hands move so naturally and so crazy. Like I've no crazy people in my life and yeah. the way they move in their mannerisms. It was perfect. And that's why like, yeah. you have to put that at number two because it was a flawless villain. Flawless. Now, every, now have- every time he was on the scene, on the screen, it was captivating.
0: Now let me ask you this: We we briefly touched on whether or not Heath Ledger's uh, his performance would have been as revered as it was if he hadn't died. Right. Uh, I think we all agreed that obviously it added mystique to it, and it probably it was
1: romanticized was. a little bit, but
0: but it was still
1: it was still it too
0: was good, so
1: good. It was still too too good.
0: And you guys Perfect. both think that he's the best, the best Batman villain. Yeah,
1: I think on screen, I I like Jack Nicholson as, and I even said before I went to go see the Christopher Nolan Batman, I said, I go, there's no way he's better than Jack, there's no way, Yeah. I, I walked out of the theater and I went, he's better than Jack.
0: I was on, so I was on the same, in this, that same boat, I mean, I'm such a huge, I like I said, I'm a big Jack Nicholson fan, I always have been, and that is, like, that's the first villain that I ever remember like kind of liking, you yeah. know what I mean? Like watching watching Batman and being like upset that the villain didn't win. <laughs> you know? Have like, wear, though. You have
1: to watch that movie close. He gets away at the end.
0: He, yeah, it's
1: Watch so, it. Watch it. He does. He he doesn't fall to his death like everybody thinks he does.
0: That's nitpicky because he never came back, you know what I mean? Like Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's kind of like uh that the old uh Clint Eastwood, you know, outlaw Josie Wales. Like, did he die? Or Butch and Sundance, did they die? Right. You yeah. know, stuff like the that. Ambiguous never, ending. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, but I was in, like I said, I was in that same, that same boat with you when I heard, first of all, when I heard that Heath Ledger died, my very first thought, and I feel kind of like an asshole for thinking it, was I really hope they finished filming Batman already. Right. right. You yeah. Know what I mean? I like, it was, too, yeah. it hadn't, the movie hadn't been released yet. They, yep so i immediately like looked it up they said they were in post production already i was like okay i can't wait to see this now especially yeah. once the you know the the news started circulating that it was you know he died the way that he died under pretty mysterious circumstances really you know was yeah. it him you know did he overdose whatever blah 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 how much did the movie really cause him to lose his shit and then you watch the movie and you're like oh oh yeah he was immersed yeah um, Absolutely. It was, and yeah, I mean, it is, it's a great performance. I still, I, st- he's number two and it's not, he's not far behind Jack Nicholson for me. Uh, and it's probably a little bit like what Todd said, the nostalgia of Jack Nicholson.
1: See, I rewatched the Batman, the, the 89 version after dark Knight, just because I was like, is this in my, like, I even thought to myself, I was like, maybe I'm just romanticizing this And it's not that good. And it was it. I I personally, it it was personal opinion, though. I mean, I think it's not even close that Heath Ledger was the best villain. But I think that's the one thing that stands out. And that's why, like, when I argue my point for why I think the Batman with Robert Pattinson is the best Batman movie is because the best thing about this Batman movie is Batman.
0: Can you say that about can you say that about any other Batman film?
1: No, the no, that's, well, the Michael Keaton one, I guess, but that was, that's because when I was a kid, I wanted to be Batman and I think of it like I'm a kid, you know sure. what I'm saying? So it was like, Batman was the shit and he was better than Joker. Now I can tell you right now, the performance of Joker was better than Michael Keaton. But when I was a kid, it wasn't even close. I wanted to be Batman kicking ass, you know?
0: Oh, that's so wild. Cause that's the, like I said, it's the first movie that I was like, I was all in on the villain.
1: Yeah, um, I liked Joker as but it was for me, it was Michael Keaton. Batman, bro. I wanted to be Batman. I wanted to be out there. Dude, I I was trying to save up. There used to be like those catalogs, and I tried to save up for those like real life Batman, like I wanted to be that shit, man. Oh, I yeah, like the safe. belt,
0: the utility
2: belt, and all that right. shit. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking so about. For me,
1: it's a romanticized thing. Like I I think of that Batman and go, I really like that Batman.
2: See, I was that Batman age though when like Batman Forever came out. Right. Like Batman, the animated series, was the biggest thing of Batman when I was a kid. Like, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill were the biggest thing. Like, that was most of the Batman toys. That was the only reason I saw those other movies. Like, went back and saw Batman and Batman Returns. Because I can remember Batman Forever. I actually think I might have seen that in the theater. I did. I'm pretty sure that I'd have been like, because I was only three when
1: Michael Keaton's Batman came out. Right. I mean, so i was only
2: six,
0: you know what I mean? Like,
1: right. I was eight. Yeah. So the reason I think Bat the Batman is the best movie. It's not because it's got the best villain, and it's not because it's got the best storyline. It's because it film-wise, it's the absolute best film. Like the pacing of the film is perfect. The music score is absolutely perfect. Oh, I, I love can't... the
0: Nirvana. The usage of the Nirvana. Oh God.
1: Well, and even yeah. that, it, even the if you the sound ambience, when he's mm-hmm. like detecting and stuff, like it immerses you and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when he yeah. comes, like it snaps. And an idea. he's figuring
0: stuff out, yeah.
1: Right. So the that right there because it makes it an an immersive experience to me. And not just like I'm watching a movie and waiting for sound to happen. It's the sound is causing me to get into the film. And like, I'm in Batman's mind while he's solving this puzzle. And the, yeah. the music and the score is literally pulling me into it. And that's it's, like, that's something that it's because of the way the film's made. It's not anything that, and, and uh the Christopher Nolan Batman did it to a certain extent too. It has a very distinctive when you hear the song, the, the score for the Christopher Nolan Batman, you know it. You're like, oh, that's from Batman. Yeah. Like that's from the Christopher Nolan Batman. That's how this score is right now, too. It's not just that Nirvana song, because that Nirvana thing is super oh. popular on like TikTok right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, they used it so well. Yeah. But
1: it's the Batman score, the original mm. score for the movie right now, that's very like People are using it on TikTok right now as well. When you're um, talking about like how you
2: feel like you're solving the crime, though, right? Like it, it, it's even when you're noticing the subtleties of the other characters. Like right. when he walks into the fir- that first guy that gets mur- that uh, gets murdered with the carpet right. tool. Right. The tool had hit the floor, and when right. Batman walks in, he like looks down at it. Right. He's, seen, he's, he's assessing OG. all this stuff, and yeah. nobody else saw it. And the one the one girl that's taking the pictures. Is like watching them, and she's right. like, "Oh my god, Isn't I missed that!" Technique? She walks over, and starts taking pictures. Well, they're they're realizing like, "Oh shit, he's figuring this out faster than we are."
0: Well, and I like I like the way they did that with the occasional use of the first person. You know what I mean? Like, I hate it when a movie like overuses that first person, where you're like, I, I sure. know you know what I'm, I know you know what I'm talking about. Where the they, over
1: and under look. Like, so there's a camera. They. Yeah. Look, it looks yeah yeah, yeah. and they
0: try to use it for emphasis on certain things right. it was it was really well used in this movie it was very yeah. subtle but still got the point across especially the the spots like todd's talking about where they wanted you to see exactly right. what what batman was seeing but they didn't want it to be like a ooh, like ooh, look it's heat vision you know what i mean like so often they use like thermal vision or night vision to show these like first person views to really overdo it in my opinion and this was way more subtle. It was really great. I
1: don't I liked um, I don't want you guys right. to
0: think that I'm like shitting on the new Batman movie.
1: No, no, no. I also liked that the combat sequences were more believable than any other Batman movie. Um, I thought Dark Knight was close. The the Dark Knight Rises, all the rest of them were they're cheesy. But this <laughs> one was like Batman was getting hit with baseball bats and going down. Like, you know what I mean? He wasn't just walking through everybody. Like there, there's that sequence right. where he had to hit him with the adrenaline burst to get up and just pound that dude. Yeah. Like all of that is it adds to the this guy's just a regular dude. He's just a regular guy yeah. in a bat suit. You oh, know? So I wanted
0: to I wanted to circle back on that, and you just reminded me of it. When you were talking about the nineteen eighty nine Batman, like Part of the kind of the disconnect is not believing that Michael Keaton, right? Like not being believable as Batman because you've seen him in in Mr. Mom and stuff like that. Sure, and and I agree. I I definitely agree. But I mean, if you were to rank like the physicality of Batman, Ben Affleck's got to be number one.
1: Yeah, but he didn't. He never had his own Batman movie. Like I don't even. He's still Batman Batman sometimes. He's still Batman. No, he's still Batman. I agree, but he's in, in physicality wise. Yeah, he's probably the biggest, baddest one of the bunch. So, he, Affleck's like 6'5 or something like that. He's, he's
0: like 6'2, 6'3. Six, six, he's big, yeah. but he's not like he a did. monster. Now, but here's my question aside from him, are there any Batmans, like actors that have played Batman, that you think of as a badass? I mean, I don't even really think of Ben Affleck as a badass. I can, I know he can play a badass, but like, I have that disconnect with Val Kilmer, George Clooney.
1: But- Val Kilmer wasn't a disconnect for me because I'd saw I'd seen Willow and I'd seen him kick asses <laughs> as Morgan. Man. Sure. So, like for me, Val Kilmer it's, was believable as Batman.
0: Fifteen years later though. Nah. It's eight, nine years later minimum. What year did Willow come out?
1: Willow was eighty nine, I think. Eighty nine or ninety. I think it was
0: before before I was even, it might have been before I was born, but
1: nah, dude. Willow pretty, wasn't that, isn't that all early. right. So,
0: either way, even if it's 89, and there's no way it's 89 for the record, but even if it were, you're talking seven years later. Oh, I'm sorry, it's
1: 1988. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, dude. Willow's old movie, but like, I mean, Any, anyway, right. The right.
0: last thing, the last thing that I remember seeing Val Kilmer in pre Batman Forever is like we were saying earlier, like the saint. You know what I mean? Like that's around that same time frame. Yeah.
1: That was you know, after, it, yeah. Top yeah, Gun, but,
0: but well, Top Gun was certainly before. That's like Willow era, right?
2: '86. So, that was the week I was, Week I was Born was the top movie. That's a super. Right, weird but I'm just saying,
1: Val Kilmer for me is a believable as a badass because he's been in badass roles. George
2: Clooney was in ER and then became <laughs> then right. became the yeah. Batman, like yeah.
1: right. And and for me, Keaton was that way after the fact. When so I was a kid mean... "Keaton was badass," but then when I watched it again as an adult, I was like, "Yeah, it kind of throws you out of it because you know who Michael Keaton is, right?" So that mean,
0: does that mean that you would put like, can you believe Christian Bale as a badass? Oh, oh,
1: yeah, I'm t- Bale, Okay, Terminator. You know, I'm, okay, until the
2: third movie when he walks through the entire crowd of people, like, like. Fight that, that scene to me is just absurd. I'm sorry, it is
1: which in Dark Knight
2: Rises when when the whole crowd's fighting on the stairs and Batman just like
1: strolls through like he's just in a park. I don't know, I kind of like that part of it.
0: I, I was gonna say, it's like, uh,
1: and, 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 and to reference, we you guys both said my favorite Batmobile is the Dark Knight Batmobile, I think that's the coolest looking one.
0: Well, yeah, it's the coolest looking one, but it's, it's not the a traditional between
1: realism and crazy well and i think
0: i think that's part of when you were when you were talking about um like when you asked me why the dark knight and why you know my answer for why the dark knight rises like what do i like about the dark knight rises so much is that they kind of go back batman begins i know i don't think any of us are like huge batman begins guys um
1: i like it better than dark uh dark knight rises
0: Fair. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you. I like think it was a good earlier.
1: origin story, but it wasn't a great. I
0: origin. just don't. I don't like that Ken Watanabe fella, like Ra's al Ghul. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a big That's fan. Fair, yeah. Liam Neeson didn't do it for me in Batman Begins. I mean, he's Liam yeah, Neeson. Yeah, yeah. He's always the same person to me. Um, right.
1: He's just Qui Gon Jinn and everything.
0: For real, he's Qui Gon Jinn and only Qui Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. He's got a particular set of skills as a Jedi. Um right. So. Dark Knight Rises kind of comes back on what you're talking about, that combination of realism, but also kind of a little bit over the top. Sure. And like the, the idea that Lucius Fox, Morgan Freeman's character with like the research and development and all that stuff. Like I, I really, really love all that stuff that they do through both the dark Knight and the dark Knight rises with like the Wayne founder, like, you know, the Wayne foundation and, uh, Wayne Corporation having all this crazy Batman. ass technology that he's yeah. been hiding from the world. I I love that aspect of those movies too.
1: Yeah. Um I I liked Robert Pattinson as as Batman. I thought it was the most believable Batman. That's why I like The Batman is He's not a tough guy though either. Yeah, but the thing about Robert Pattinson and I said he's time, a vampire. I knows this I said it the moment they <laughs> I said this to, the moment they put him in there as Batman and talking to test of this, I said he's gonna be good. I said it's gonna be a good Batman movie. I like the director and I Robert Pattinson, people people shit on Robert Pattinson because of Twilight, right? Everybody's like, Oh Twilight I, movies. And I don't Twilight.
0: necessarily shit on Robert Pattinson. I think he's an okay actor. I just
1: I think he's an amazing problem, actor. Man. Like the lighthouse with Willem, dude, like uh was that water for elephants like he's got some cred dude like, i'll
0: tell you it, what i did not think was gonna get referenced in this episode was the lighthouse holy shit.
1: it's you've seen it
0: oh yes sir it's yeah. amazing right dude the witch is the witch is one of my favorite movies so of course uh, i watched yeah. the lighthouse too
1: yeah so like i i look at pattinson from the like i saw because i was like the same way i you know me every werewolf movie i've that's ever been out i've watched so i went and saw twilight and i hated it but it was one of those things and i hated uh robert pattinson in it he was terrible in it he was totally monotone like it was. there's just no trash. there's not
0: a single through how many how many twilight movies are there there's like six of them or something
1: i can't remember is there six i think
0: from from my left i just heard my wife say there's four Anyway. Yeah, there's
1: four. Yeah,
2: anyway, four, but you gotta remember he was also at the same time he was in Harry Potter. Yeah, he like... was Cedric
0: Diggory yeah, too. He was too, yeah. only in
2: one Harry Potter, right?
0: Uh, he was in just two. in the one. <laughs> I, think in I think he was in two. Was he? I think he was in two. He was in the one where he's where the Triwizard Tournament, obviously. But
1: yeah, me and my daughter are actually going to watch that one this weekend.
0: Goblet of Fire. That's the one that he. Goblet of Fire. Yeah, he's in one. That's the only one he's he in. nice in
1: that one. Cause he he's one the one he's one of the kids that dies in it, yeah. right? He's the he gets murdered.
0: Yeah, him and Harry, him and Harry touch the port key, the Goblet of yeah, Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, um, and then yeah,
1: Voldemort's like, kill the spare. I did you see Water for Elephants? I don't think so. Dude, that was the that was the movie where I was like, okay. Robert Pattinson is a is a I'll, is a great is a good. I'll actor. Check it
0: out. I'll add that it's to the list. Pretty
1: solid. It's. I'll it's, add that
0: to the list along with Todd's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
2: Yeah, that that if Water you like for, the animated stuff, it's it's a solid animated movie.
1: Lost City of Z is pretty good too, but that Water for Elephants, I was like, okay, like that was after Twilight was over, and it was the first thing he he released after Twilight, and I was like. I don't know. And then I caught it. It went to streaming. And, like, I was sitting around one night just messing around on my laptop. I was like, I'm going to start this. The trailer looked intriguing. It looked like something I had never seen before. And I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was pretty good. The whole movie itself isn't that great, but Robert Pattinson was really good in it. Uh, Who else is in it? Um, Oh, my God. Oh, Christoph Waltz is in it. So, like, yeah. And I was like, "That was, I believe, right after Inglorious Bastards. It was the first thing Christoph Waltz did.
0: Christoph Waltz is like infallible. That dude.
1: Yeah, dude. Like he
0: he is batting a thousand.
1: Yeah, he. Even that. What was that terrible? That Green Hornet movie he did with Seth Rogen. Yeah, he was still the
0: best. He was still the best part of that movie. Yeah,
1: the best part of the movie. Yeah. But he's in that uh, Water for Elephants. Reese Witherspoon. It's it's good, man. You should check it out. I, I will. I think you'll like I'll it. I'll
0: definitely check that out. Uh, so, as we were talking about that, Danielle just said that uh, she saw some video, some TikTok or something where Pete Davidson or an interview, you know Pete Davidson is, right? Yeah. Everybody loves Pete Davidson. He said that Good Time is the best movie he's ever seen, and that's got Robert Pattinson in it.
1: Oh, yeah, Dude. Uh, that I didn't watch that one yet either. Works. It's all about drug addiction. Yeah, it's all about drug. It's great. I it's it's on my list. I have it in. Uh, it's. I, I don't know what it's on right now. It's either on Netflix or Netflix. I have it in my queue and I haven't watched it yet. But that's I've heard because he's got like a mustache and he's like a like yeah, some was, kind of drug dealer and shit. Yeah,
0: like his yeah, brother is like. His brother has some sort of like mental handicap or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've
0: I've probably like almost hit play on that one to start it up like half a dozen times and just haven't done it. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't like I said I wasn't shitting on Robert Pattinson. I don't think Robert Pattinson's that bad. Aside from the Twilight movies, nobody nobody put in a good performance in the Twilight movies, though. No. Like they're all so bad. So bad. This and the, so what sucks ones. about that is the story really isn't that bad. No. I've never read the books, but the story itself seems like it's probably a pretty good story as far as the yeah. books go. I've just never really devoted any time to it
1: yeah it's 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 awful
0: the like, movies though are just not good i've watched all of them because i've got you know women in my life
1: it's but... not just the movie it's the acting everybody because that's what I'm you saying. Know what's really crazy kristen what was her name kristen stewart kristen Stewart. I, I just watched a movie with her in it called underwater it's like a horror movie about like these creatures underwater and shit. It it was okay, but she was so much better than I remember her in Twilight. In that, and I was like, like you're either getting better, you're taking acting lessons, or the the guy that directed Twilight just was absolutely was just bringing out the
0: absolute worst in all of the actors.
1: Because it was just, it was one of those things where I was just like, man, you're not terrible. Like, how did this happen? Highlights like
2: what happens when you're allowed to have a big, big blockbuster weekend of a lifetime movie. Right, that's what it is. It's just oh, can't like somebody,
1: somebody, somebody,
0: somebody took a lifetime. Somebody took a lifetime movie and gave it like a summer blockbuster. Budget. crazy. This
1: the person that directed Twilight is also the person that directed Lords of Dogtown. That's a good movie. Yeah, uh, good movie. I was just saying like. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. What's her maybe. name? Uh, uh, Catherine something Hardwick.
0: Catherine Hardwick, right? Yeah, Hardwick. Yeah. You know what else she directed? Go down a little bit. Go down to like 1996.
1: 13. Her her, it's stopping at. Her filmography is stopping at 2003. It says 13.
0: Oh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Just a second. I thought she.
1: She's got a few good credits on her. Oh, she did that terrible Lost Boys TV movie. That was bad.
0: That's not what I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, that was not good. I guess the best thing she ever did was Lords of Dogtown. Like, I'm looking at her repertoire and I was like... Yeah. <laughs>
0: Lords. Of, hey, Lords of Dogtown is pretty solid, really.
1: Solid, solid movie, yeah.
0: Did you ever watch the, uh, the documentary that that was based on, Dogtown and Z-Boys? Yeah. Yeah. So good.
1: I don't remember if it was a document. I've seen the story of those guys, though. It, it, so, have okay. you seen Dogtown
2: and Z Boys? That's that documentary. It's yeah, there- Dogtown
0: and Z Boys is the docu- documentary directed by Stacy Peralta. It's narrated by Sean Penn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. It's really good. It's yeah. very,
0: very good. Yeah. I was thinking of somebody else. Hold up. I don't know who I was just combining with uh, Catherine Hardwick. Yeah.
1: Well, and she did all the Twilight movies. Ooh.
0: <laughs> she directed every one of them? Yeah. Uh, okay, so while I have IMDb pulled up, when like I said earlier, I was doing a little bit of like background so you guys wouldn't completely right. shred me. Remember we were talking about how bad IMDb's ratings are sometimes? Yeah. Where do you think? What do you think is the highest rated by IMDb users? The highest rated Batman movie? Dark Probably Knight. Dark
1: Knight. Right. right. Now, well, it's either that or the Batman right now. One of the two.
0: No, it's the Dark Knight. Guess what? It's rated.
1: Is that the uh, what? Uh, what's the your scale? scale? Is
0: out is of ten. Out, out of ten. Out of ten stars. Uh,
1: seven point eight.
2: Uh, I was gonna say seven point or seven point nine.
0: So, for a little bit of reference, remember we talked about Denzel Washington not having any movies over like 8.1 or something silly like that? Right. The Dark Knight is the third highest rated film on IMDb.
1: So it's like a 9.9 nine or it's something a nine like
0: that. It is a 9. Even. The Shawshank Redemption, number one. The Godfather, number two. The Dark Knight, number three. The Godfather Part Two, number four. So, according to IMDb users, The Dark Knight is the third best film of all time. So, while i love the dark knight that's absurd that's a, that's a silly thing to think about that people believe that that's a better movie than the godfather part 2 uh ah, so i so don't weird. get
1: it man like i i've had to come to grips with like pop culture and what's popular in the culture dictates those type of numbers because yeah. if you're going by like a film standpoint, like people, it's going to be Citizen Kane. You go to every I, I remember day one, film 101 at fucking PFW. First thing they talked about, and I knew it was going to happen, was Citizen yeah. Kane. And I was like, I've seen Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is a great movie. It really but is. It is not the greatest film of all time. No, it no, is not. not. But if you talk to those old heads, it's because they're they were just brought up and told that this is the best movie of all. Yeah, time. that's why you, like you get that's why you get Citizen
0: Kane film. and you get like Twelve Angry Men well, and the Good, the Bad, and the yeah. Ugly and stuff like that. And I get it. But Either go ahead. Todd, you gotta please.
2: think. You gotta remember most people are watching the movie from like an enjoyment standpoint, not a film standpoint. Because you look right. at like Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Rotten Studios, right? Rotten Tomatoes. There are some movies that are critically just terrible. Like they 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 crap on them, and yeah. everybody loves them. Super or vice versa. Well, well, it'll be critically acclaimed at like eighty-five or ninety, and it's got like a a forty on the tomato meter. It just
1: right. There's some movies I love that have
2: terrible tomato meters, like that,
1: that look at the film part, like not like the enjoyability of the film. Like for me to put any Marvel movie in like any type of good. I can't even call any Marvel movie except Thor Ragnarok a film. They're all just movies. They're they're turned off, and and, but people think these are like cinematic, like masterpieces. It's like no, 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 dude. Hi, Lily Bean. Hi, Lily. Night. -night.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you, John. I think we've actually had this conversation, like in uh, I know, yeah, like in in comment threads. um, I agree. That Thor, Thor Ragnarok is the only one that's like. It's a film, book. yeah, that's it's true. not. It's not my favorite MCU movie.
1: Oh, it's mine by a lot, I got a lot.
0: I, I don't know, dude. I, I really <laughs> like. We I can like, do this for a whole other show. I got. Yeah, I, we, is, can, we go can get this.
1: Jesse in on this one. We'll, uh, we'll do a whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. I
0: think if you go back through me and like, if if we search back through our just our messenger, me and your yeah. personal one. I think I ranked them at 1. Point, and I think I had Ragnarok 2 behind Endgame. And I think what it was, was right a after
1: the conclusion to the story.
0: And I think it was right after I watched Endgame.
1: Yeah, I can't argue with that cuz it was it's a great just, conclusion to what, 15 years of movies?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, not not just 15 years of movies, but like shit that I've been into since I was like 10 years old. You know what I mean? Right like all that stuff finally getting its due in my opinion you know what i mean like the x men movies were such a huge deal for so long right and that was all the you know that they wanted to focus on as far as comic book movies went for marvel and i was always like well yeah i like x men but i'm not in love with x men and in my eyes i was always like can we get some of the incredible hulk shit can we get some avengers stuff please like i i was always a hulk guy I always liked Iron Man. I always liked Spider-Man and X-Men were like kind of pushed aside for me. Now, I love the fact that they did Deadpool too. Obviously I was a Deadpool and cable dude back in the day, but like I wanted that to be more intertwined. But finally Avengers really getting its due was what I was into.
1: Did you guys enjoy the remastered um, DC? The What was it? No.
0: The Zack Snyder... Yeah, this net
1: cut of the that movie.
2: I mean, th- it was better than the last wasted 3 hours I had.
1: Oh. I'll say that. It's what better it like? than the
2: first version, but it's still
1: I actually Dang. liked it a lot. I thought I it was hate pretty it.
0: good. I didn't I didn't hate the either one, to be honest. I mean, first one I hate,
1: I didn't like the the first version of it, but I liked the change all the changes they made. The, to the cool. second version, I was like, "Those are all great changes. Like yeah. they made the bo- movie infinitely better by making those changes."
2: Well, I think that the, the visual good. changes were great.
1: Yeah, like way like changing the villain, like yeah. making
2: Steppenwolf look better. Oh my god! Yeah, I yeah, think it's great. I think it's a really good
0: example of a director. And I'm not I'm I'm not a huge Zack Snyder guy. I mean, I like Zack Snyder, exactly. but I'm not like. An over-the-top fanboy or anything.
1: He peaked at three hundred.
0: He did absolutely. I just watched <laughs> three hundred last night. I swear to God, yeah. I fell asleep. He peaked at three hundred. Three
1: hundred was by far and um, away his best film.
0: So, I think that's a really the the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. I think is a very good example of a director knowing the vision that he had, and succumbing to the pressure of the studio, and letting them put out something that he maybe wasn't that oh, yeah. into. And then being like, hey, we already made a shit ton of money off of this one. Why don't you let me pu- push out what I wanted to push out? Right. And I I would love it if more studios let, let directors do that. You know what I mean? Think about, like... Um,
1: that Fantastic Four movie. The guy before. that directed that, he got effed. And, like, they went and oh, this- chopped his movie. The, the second Fantastic Four movie? The second round they did it. Not, not the first crew. you talking about
0: the one with... Uh, Michael B. Jordan?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, apparently that was like a completely different movie and they, they came in and chopped it all up and tore it. Yeah, it
0: was, a, it was a hatchet job for sure. Yeah. Um, did you guys know that that happened with American History X too?
1: Oh, yeah. because uh, Tony what, Scott? Yeah.
0: Tony Scott, is, is that his name, Tony Scott? Yeah, Ridley Scott's brother or whatever. He didn't even want to put his name. He wanted to have the directing credit go to somebody – like some fake name, some made up name because he didn't want to be involved with the release of that movie. And it makes me really curious what his version of that movie would have been. Because well, I know a- the
1: guy that wrote the screenplay for oh. it and Edward Norton hated each other. Like, Yeah, like they hate each other because Edward Norton was like trying to do all these reshoots and shit and like be like oh. an, a- an actor. And, and he was Edward like, oh, dude,
2: got a reputation for doing Tony- that. Tony K. Goes. Tony
0: yeah, K, Tony K. Tony that's Scott. the guy.
1: That's the dude.
0: Who was I trying to give? To- I was trying to give Tony Scott credit for that. Tony yeah. Scott directed Domino and yeah, the, the fan. So the fan and True. Hey, he, he also produced True Romance. So there's that. As we True it.
1: Romance is the most under underrated film of all time. Man. True,
0: true Romance is so amazing. It's so
1: good. I can just watch the sequence with uh, uh, Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper in the trailer. I can just watch that. Like, I'll just go on and and watch that.
0: So good, dude. Talking about uh, black Italians and stuff? Yeah. So good.
1: So good. good. The realization when he's smoking that cigarette and he knows he's going to die. You see it right on his face. Love it. Every second of that is great.
0: Dennis Hopper, so good. Was so good. Yeah. What were you going to say, Todd? Sorry, we truly room. I'll say true now that roommate. we're getting towards the end of
2: the hour, I'm just going to give you guys a second to think about this. I heard a question today, and I thought it was great. You're walking down the street. You find an iPod, old iPod, with a limitless battery, never going to die, but you can only put five different artist discographies on it. Who are you putting on it? five you can put five artists you get all their music but that's it you, you can't change it you get five artists hmm i thought about it all day i'm still struggling so,
0: okay <laughs> i have a feeling there's gonna be there's gonna be a little bit of dead air here while we think and while we're thinking i'm gonna show my glass real fast that i brought out specifically for uh nice. the batman podcast
1: nice that's awesome you know, yeah. that
2: Bat- Batman Beyond series is uh definitely... How about that?
0: Lego Batman there just for you, Drama?
2: That
1: is pretty awesome.
2: The Lego Batman movie's good, man.
0: Oh Yeah, I
1: think it's... Those,
0: those Lego movies, all the Lego movies that I've the watched... The first
1: Lego
2: movie wow. was a visual achievement. It I, blew my mind. Yeah. It really did. I was just like, dude, this is crazy.
0: Plus, everybody loves Chris Pratt. Um, all right, so back to the iPod thing.
1: All right.
0: I would say... Uh, there's some that are like, they feel really obvious because they have such huge, good discographies. Like the Beatles have a shitload of really like good songs. You're not a Beatles guy, Todd? No. I was kind of raised on the Beatles, dude. My mom is a big, big Beatles fan and they have a lot of songs that I can sing along with. I think that would go a long way if I've got a, if I've got five artists to choose. Because you're not going to want to do, like, five hip-hop artists. You're not going to want to do five. You're going to want to diversify, and the Beatles have a very diverse discography.
1: Sure, I, I, I got gotcha. you.
0: I can't guarantee that they're going to be in the top five that I choose, though, to be totally honest.
2: The only band, for sure, 100% that I knew I was putting in is Led Zeppelin. Was Without a thought, goes in mind I, immediately.
0: Yeah, that's that's darker Beatles. So, yeah, you're right. I think I would. Darker you Beatles. mean better Beatles? <laughs> not necessarily. I, I said,
2: I said uh, what Led I said. Zeppelin is a better band than the Beatles and I'll die on that hill musically like yes. talent, like as far as their skill level. Yeah, for sure.
1: Jimmy page, Robert plant, Robert, for somebody Clark, who loves I'm Lord of the Rings. You should probably
2: be leaning
0: towards some Led Zeppelin. Oh, believe me. Believe me. I love Led Zeppelin. I've, I've really considered getting like the, the four emblems, you know, from the Zoso album and all that. I've really considered getting those tattooed on me. I like Led Zeppelin a lot. Todd don't, don't, I think don't I, get think it I know exactly
1: here. what the first band would be. I think it would be hard to narrow it down to five. But like you were saying, you know Led Zeppelin's in yours. I think Led mine. Zeppelin's in mine. Okay. I know Tool is in mine. Tool is in mine. Absolutely. Tool would 100%. Be mine. Tool is the first band I'm like, oh, Tool. Like, for sure. Like, well, they are, for me, that's... I that's think cool. I would
0: go Zeppelin. I think I would go Tool and then I would have a really hard decision because I love Rage Against the Machine like crazy, but it's not a lot of songs.
1: Yeah, they're small as shit.
0: You're talking about, what, five albums?
1: Really? And one yeah.
0: of, five albums, and one of them is fucking Renegades, and I don't even really care for much of that. Like, I think...
2: Yeah, you can't... I don't think you can put them on, there. There's not enough.
0: I think I'd put Beastie Boys over over Rage for me.
1: Beasties, Beasties had have a Beastie big discography right. too, though.
0: Now, here's a question for you, Todd. I found this iPod. If I choose an active artist when they drop another album, do I get to add that yes. on to the? All right, then run the jewels. That's on my list too. Run the
2: Mine jewels. would How be you know who
0: that is. You need to look them up uh, ASAP. Run the jewels, brother. I
1: think I, I, think I, I th- it's a, it's a rap group, right?
0: It's a rap duo. You remember rap Killer duo. Mike?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: You're so- outside yeah. of the club, and you think I'm a thug? No, that's that's that, uh, him? that was Bone Crusher. Oh, never scared. Killer Mike was the dude that did the, the last verse on uh, the whole world that Outcast track and the whole world.
1: Yeah,
0: Killer Mike was the one that uh, catch a beat running like Randy Moss. You remember that line? That's Killer Mike, right? And then the other dude is LP who was an underground, he was like ran Def Jux label like yeah I just saw, like, saw
1: my tiktok where he's talking about LP's the the greatest recording artist of all time And like I was like I don't even know who that is You
0: like, need to look so, then, so,
1: there are songs that I've heard that are his beats yeah like yeah definitely I, I, I went up, and looked at his beats I was like oh okay I know these songs yeah God.
0: definitely look up Run the Jewels and then look up LP's solo stuff too but look up some of the stuff that he produced like uh Cannibal Ox like you were in the like the indie hip-hop kind of yeah, yeah. state of mind i know i've heard you talk about some wild old indie hip-hop so oh, yeah like i can't believe you don't know lp's name just from like the def jack stuff but
1: well run um, the jewels i did i've heard that but i've never heard their music i know who they were i, I knew and mike and all that i know who I they were but i've never heard, listened to it i probably heard you some heard of their it. stuff At
0: least, yeah, yeah you've heard a couple of run the jewels songs and just didn't even know yeah and even i
1: there. didn't know what it was yeah I so,
0: guarantee. all right so i'm going zeppelin tool Run the Jewels. Beastie Boys.
1: That's a good one.
0: All right. You guys think about yours
2: and I figure out my fifth. I know I'd have Zeppelin. I know I'd have Tool. I know I'd have Modest Mouse. I'm a huge Modest Mouse fan. You laugh all you want. I fucking love them. They got a huge discography.
1: I I, yeah, I, I agree. I They're jam music. I like they just, like, jamming. Like, I, I They're
2: my, They're my guilty pleasure. Like, dude, I could just listen to them all day long. Right. I love them. Yeah. I it, it's not even, like, disagreement isn't the
0: right word here because, I mean, shit, it's your choice. But I right. did not expect to hear you say Modest Mouse. I'll promise no. you that.
1: Yeah. Um, honest,
2: huh? Oh, dude. What about, like, uh, I might. If I had a rap group, it's probably, honestly, it BCS is probably pretty close. Smart like movie. I could go guilty pleasure, and and I, I that's where I was kind of leaning. But uh, really, outside of outside dude, of, the thought, of their albums, just the, for, here's the thing though: you don't get all the artists though.
1: Uh, just get the okay. I, like, hey, I get oh, old dirty bastard RZA. I get Method yeah, Man. no, no, no. You, get you just get there?
2: the Wu albums, which means you really only want only like, their the
1: albums. Ones. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I would change it then. I I won't go Wu Tang then. I, I, I
0: almost I thought I had my Wu-shirt on underneath this hoodie and I was about right. to I
2: think cuz I so thought we'll, about it we'll like finish, you, up, finish if, up I think if you do if you do like oh hey I'm going to do Wu-Tang then I'm just going to be like okay I want NWA then I get Ice Cube's Library, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Dre's Easy. Library like
0: well, So that answers that answers my question. My fifth artist I was going to be like if I pick Jack White do I get the White Stripes?
2: And like Ooh, white stripes have a good library.
0: So I might I might still pick the white stripes, but I was gonna say Jack White so that I got his solo stuff. I get like the dead weather and,
2: yeah. and Michael Jackson's and getting stuff. a spot.
0: MJ? He was gonna I be like just, for, just for
2: just for just because I need a different genre. Like I can't just listen to rock the whole time. Like uh, I, he, he would give me that
0: I thought for sure that's um, why you were gonna pick boys to men.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Motel too silly. young for that. <laughs> Uh, You're too my, young for boys to men, bro. Like, I remember my sister having the cassettes that's what I remember oh, of them. where on okay. bended knee, yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Don't wait till the water runs. Is dry, that
1: Todd. five, Todd? I have that four. Five?
2: I'm trying to think who I'd put the fifth.
0: Who'd you say? You said Zeppelin, Beastie Boys, no, you a said Modest Zeppelin, Mouse.
1: Modest Mouse,
0: he didn't say tool, I said tool. Yeah, I said tool too. Yeah.
2: Oh, we all, we have, all tool. have tool. Yeah. I, I've I bought every one of their albums on the nice. day they were released. Oh, uh, yeah. I, didn't know,
0: I didn't know you were a tool guy, Todd. Yeah.
2: The first album I ever heard was my brother had opiate. And that made me want to go when I was working with, I think I would have been working with you guys when um I was working at Applebee's when uh Ladder Alice came out. When Ladder came out, I mean Jeremy Pius went to the mire right Hawaii. behind
1: the Applebee's and bought it the night it came out. I so, skipped school that morning so I could go buy it. I 10, showed up late.
0: Ten thousand days came out while we lived oh, in Fort that Days. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah with, ten
1: thousand days. That's yeah. the one that came out. Yeah, those, that came, the, all that, came out when I, that came
0: out when I lived in Fort Wayne, because I remember Jesse bought it. Yeah. I bought it the next day. Like yeah. I have a I have ten thousand days
2: in my car right now. Animal so, was one of the first albums I burned. I went to sure. my brother's room, and I took it off of his rack, I went down right down to our computer and burned it. It's like one yeah, of the I first think... albums I burned. What was your fifth one then? I don't have it yet.
0: Neither of us uh, have a fifth one yet.
1: So, mine would be Tool. Um, Michael Jackson, for sure. Um. I, when it comes to the rap, it's like I was gonna take Woo because I thought I would get everybody's side catalog because I could go with Old Dirty Bastard and like that's awesome. Drama, you're
0: about to say Brother Lynch, aren't you?
1: I was, I, I thought of him too. I knew but his I knew. catalog sucks, he doesn't have a great catalog. He's got two good albums and I know every word of them, but I think it would be Red Man. I think oh. I would take the Red, Red Man because I would still get Blackout album with uh. With meth, that's that's a that's a Redman meth and man album. Yeah, so Redman's on it, so I get both the Blackout albums and all of Redman's catalog is good to me. So I would probably take Redman. It was between him and Kanye, but Kanye's been so fucked up lately. Like, I uh. I think
0: I think Kanye is my fifth, and I really only like the His first, first three five. albums. I don't even yeah. like the I don't even like four and five. But college dropout. Late registration and graduation might be the best three album stretch. You
1: put me on the college dropout. I remember that. Like that. Was, I, that is top five rap album in my book. I like, think
0: those. I think that's the best three album stretch. Yeah. Of any hip hop artist ever. I don't. I don't think it's re-
1: really even close. It's yeah. I I agree. Oh shit. I know who You're it mine. is. And I, might I know have to who, take who it Michael is. Out. Never mind. I know. I, I can't even believe I even thought about this. It's not Redman. As much as I love Redman, his first two albums that I listened to were great, but it's Nas. I forgot. It's Nas. Ooh. Nas. I think is the greatest lyricist of all time, and his first five albums were all Liquid Fire. So I could and I could listen to every single one of them back to back. So that it would be Nas for me. Number four then would be. probably slayer it was it would be between metallica and slayer because i would have to have a metal band in there like a real metal band and metallica's first five albums are better than i think anything slayer did in my opinion but slayer's overall catalog is a lot better and fits what i would want for that type of music so i think it would be slayer
0: I was never a, I was never a big I mean I was never a big metal guy really in general unless yeah, yeah. you talk, I mean if you talk like Led Zeppelin being like the you know the forebears of metal music then sure but like yeah. Slayer I never really got into early Metallica stuff everything up to like the Black Album I think yeah. is really it's good it's super good but it never really was something that I like went nuts for
2: they're the best live band I've ever seen.
0: Metallica? Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. It was, it was. See, 2 uh, I think my brother would say the same thing. What do you? It was it was crazy. Like what you, I, I what you it sounded basing, like you put a CD in. Uh
0: so I was gonna say, are you basing best on as far as like sounding? It sounded like, like you album? just
2: took a CD in your in your in your car and you're listening to it. And I was four people from the stage. I couldn't hear a goddamn thing after I left. Like it was yeah. great.
1: I've heard the same thing. Metallica is just uh, amazing live.
0: So, not to get too far off off subject here, but you guys know Alt-J?
1: Yeah.
0: Alt-J sounds exactly like their album live. I mean, like I was questioning whether or not they were really playing their instruments by the end of it. I was like, "This sounds so perfect that I'm concerned that they're faking." Right. And Incubus too. I've seen Incubus 3 times. The first time was almost 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, and the weird. last
0: time the last time was five years ago. Brandon Boyd sounds exactly the same now as he did 20 years ago. So like absurd, I think absurdly it, good live.
2: I think I'm taking Michael out of mine. To replace him with <sighs> I love Black Sabbath. I don't care what anybody else. Says. I was going
1: to say why, Led or when you said Led Zeppelin I thought that To the me band I've got I think Black I've
2: Sabbath. got my fi- I I'm struggling right now cuz I want to put Black Sabbath but I also want to put Queens of the Stone Age. And uh,
0: that's a weird pull, Todd.
2: I I like weird bands, man. Yeah. I like like one of my favorite rappers is Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Nobody listens like to that Del. stuff. Like I love I love some Dell Del- Deltron Del- 3000,
1: I love Dell. Dude, I think my fifth is Foo
0: Fighters I can put in there I love the Foo Fighters I guarantee you if we asked my wife this question Foo Fighters would be the first band she named
1: on the oculus they have like this thing called oculus horizons and you, you can watch like- them
0: live it was awesome yeah
1: I watched it live it's pretty cool
0: I saw Foo Fighters at Lollapalooza last year
1: really I think my fifth would be Hans Zimmer
0: <laughs> that's cheating
1: that's, That's not cheating. That that is cheating. I have a playlist on my Spotify. Mine's a Nino it's weird movies. What?
0: That's super cheating.
1: That's not cheating. That's easy. Yeah. That, that, he's got a great catalog. Look at his catalog. Oh, That's believe crazy. me, I know.
0: Drop Dram- drama's like, uh, my first pick's gonna be John Williams. Benito <laughs> um,
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, don't talk shit. That dude's got some fire too, like.
2: Hey, if like, you want some of that, just do Metallica because you get the you get the symphony yeah. um, uh, album and they do the ecstasy of gold and it's awesome. Yeah. What's
0: homeboy what's homeboy's name that did the Game of Thrones, that Raman Jawadi or whatever?
1: Like Oh, I don't know. But my, Dram- my version would have to be the South Park version. We know floppy we know floppy we <laughs> floppy we uh, That was the shit.
0: What's the what's the line in in high fidelity drama's picking side one track one of beethoven's fifth Symphony, (laughs) or whatever like pretty much very very safe very safe pick drama very pussy
2: (laughs) why you bring Um, that up i don't know if you john i sent it to you today some other guys that have like a tiktok or podcast they were reading off weird stats you know the lady that helped the apollo 13 mission helped those astronauts figure out how to get back she did that while she was giving birth to jack black what she what? solved that problem? Jack Black's mother, Jack Black's mom, went for NASA and did the, and was the like person who solved one of the things that saved those astronauts' life and bought them brought them back. Like but she did it stuff? while she was at the hospital giving birth
1: to Jack Black. To I, would to would like Jack Black. Black. I would like to fact check that, dude. Yeah. dude I was you watching it that this it's crazy.
2: <laughs> you heard that on a TikTok? It was <laughs> on a podcast with those guys that read the crazy, like weird world coincidences.
1: Right. Yeah. They said, yeah.
2: "Check this one out," and they run it <laughs> off, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" So this it's
0: it's strange that you said that because earlier I was talking about the like weird MSNBC.
1: It's sure enough, that's right. It's that's true.
0: Wild. That is wild. uh, uh I, you guys are on IMDb all the time. And, like, you ever look through people's like trivia? Oh yeah. You know who yeah, Alicia Witt is? You know what? Alicia Witt, redheaded actress.
1: She, sure played Shepherd,
0: she played Sybil Shepherd's daughter on the TV show Sybil. And then she was yeah. like, she,
1: I'm sure if I saw who Chris, Chris
0: Moltisanti cheated on Adriana with her in the Sopranos.
1: Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking
0: about. I was randomly somehow ended up on her IMDB page earlier in some goofy rabbit hole and her trivia, her mom from 1988 to 1996 was in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the world's longest hair. Weird. Super That's weird, right?
1: So weird is that. And then, like-
0: and then to make it even weirder, Alicia Witt's parents both died in December from apparent carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. Right? You're I agree. Really I, agree with, I agree with your assessment of wow drama. Like I read that and was like, what a weird life.
2: What a weird this woman,
0: life. this woman was in the Guinness Book of World Records for eight years. Her daughter's a famous actress, and then her and her husband just die from carbon monoxide poisoning in their sleep.
2: Click on Jason Schwartzman
0: because that,
2: that's a rabbit hole that gets crazy. Yeah, he's related he's, to everybody. Yeah, he was the he's drummer gone, of the band. He was the drummer of Phantom Planet that did the OC intro. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, born, yeah. Be an actor. I love I love Phantom Planet for the record. His uncle is Francis Cage and his cousin is Nick Cage.
0: Yeah. His like, mom is
2: Talia Shire. He, it's crazy. Really?
1: Yeah, dude. It it he's he's related to a bunch of people. It's crazy. He was just on uh, the new season of Righteous Gemstones. I, know, I love it. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Even if you even if you throw
0: out Rushmore, which why would you? Like Right. He's still like Oh, some of the shit he's been in. Did you ever see that dumb? I don't even remember what the movie was called. Where they're in college and they're like, "Oh, I." It might just be called Cheaters.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I gotta look it up, but I'm looking at it right now.
0: He's so ridiculous in that movie. He makes up a nickname. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a nickname. I just made it up. It's Laser." Like it's it's just such a weird throwaway line, and he's so goofy. Uh, he's, he's great. Did you guys like funny people?
1: I never, I never saw that. All right. movie. Just I a good never movie. Watched it's
2: not it. Terrible. I think
0: Jason Schwartzman's character in that movie is just crazy underrated. You know As what like I
1: like in the Wet Hot American Summer when they read they did the. Uh, the miniseries. I didn't watch it. Oh, he was good in that it's dude. Good. He was good. It on wasn't paper, as good as the original movie, wet, hot American summer, but the on
0: paper, it looks like something that I should have just dove headfirst into because of the people that are in it. And like, I love the original movie. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't. Checked it out
1: was actually the one that got me into that movie. He was like, dude, you should watch this. And he handed, he handed me two movies at his house one night when we were leaving. Um, I was taking James Ball home and he was like, "Here man, you need to watch these two movies." And one movie was uh uh Wet Hot American Summer, the other movie was Shaolin Soccer. He was like, Ooh. "Here, go watch these Two great movies. Yeah, and I went home and watched both of them back to back and I was like, "These are great." And then I immediately watched Kung Fu Hustle right after that. That
0: is that is the strangest two movies for somebody to hand another person.
1: (laughs) Right. With Jeremy. He's like a weird, you know, dude,
0: dude. Jeremy Pye was so weird and so funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's great. I
0: like probably, I don't know, seven years ago, six, seven years ago, I messaged him on Facebook. This is when his Facebook was still active Uh and I was friends with him on Facebook, but like I, uh, I found that somebody shared this, like, um, What's the god damn it? When people are trying to raise money, what's that called? Fundraising? Yeah, but the website that they do it through. GoFundMe.
1: GoFundMe. Yeah.
0: So somebody had a GoFundMe to like give money to Kanye West. Remember when Kanye claimed he was going bankrupt or whatever? Right. I had a, a GoFundMe shared, and the person that created the GoFundMe was Jeremy Pyatt. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> There is a 0% chance this is the same Jeremy <laughs> Right. And I reached out to him and just sent him a message that was like, uh, hey man, I just saw GoFundMe trying to get some money around for Kanye West bankruptcy case.
1: Right.
0: Tell me that wasn't started by you and it was a different Jeremy Pye. And he was like, definitely not me. Hope things are going well. That was all I heard from and never heard right. from again. I was like, he That's was a very a,
1: Jeremy Pye answer. Super smart guy, man. But that oh, was like, a- he handed me those movies like, watch these movies. And I was like, all right. Like, American Hot... Dude, the scene with uh, the guy Chris from Mo- Law & Order... Chris Maroney.
0: Yeah. Dude, Maroney the first Maroney. time I watched that, I was thinking to myself,
1: this dude, and then starts singing and shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it so good. That I had high hopes for the for the reboot, and it was like, it was okay. It, they couldn't re- really, really recapture what they had. You know but what's really cool. Paul crazy? Run was awesome in it.
0: That's what I was going to say, like, Think about the people that were in that in that movie. Like, Paul Rudd is now, I mean, he was...
1: Bradley Cooper. Magazine.
0: He was Sexiest Man of the Year. People Magazine's Sexiest yeah. Man Alive or whatever. Bradley yeah. Cooper, yeah, Bradley Cooper's first film role.
1: Yep. Amy Poehler was in that. Yeah, Amy uh. Poehler. Who was in the original movie to that? That's what we're talking
2: about, Janine Garafalo, Garofalo, Garofalo, and David, David Hyde, I mean, like Michael Ian Black's in that, yeah, David, oh,
1: David. dude. He's one of my, he's my, like, I watch Michael Ian, I fuck with Michael Ian Black, dude. That dude's funny.
0: Do you remember? You <laughs> that remember, dude those, funny uh, dude. Do you remember VH1, the, the I Love <laughs> the 70s, and I Love the, yeah, 80s? he was on all those, yeah, he was great so on those. Michael Ian Black Michael said, Mike, yeah, oh, Michael Showalter's great, too. yeah. Michael Ian Black said the funniest thing that I've ever seen on television, I think, in one of those I Love the 70s episodes. They were talking about how Mel Brooks made Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein in the same year. Which
2: That's that, crazy.
0: That alone is wild. I mean, Blazing Saddles might be the funniest movie possibly ever. I mean, it's way up there on the list. It's way up there. Michael Ian Black goes... This man decided that he wasn't just gonna make blazing saddles, but he was also gonna make the second funniest black and white movie ever made. Yeah, and then he hesitates and goes, obviously, the funniest being Schindler's List. <laughs> and he says it in that, like in the most, the most dry, like you can see just like his lip, his lip curls up just enough that you know. Like, and I know you guys know exactly the look I'm talking about that he does all the time where he's like, with number one, obviously being Schindler's List.
2: Lip, like, enough. That's a wrap. Uh, yeah. We got to end all on right. that
1: right there. That's a wrap. Oh my God. <laughs> I' right.
2: go watch Schindler's List and get some laughs out.
0: Right. Right. Uh, my wife's never seen that movie, so I might watch it too, just to Floppy get her fixed. up to speed. All right, fellas, that is a wrap on episode four. I'm glad we didn't kill each other over the Batman. Jesse, uh, I hope you're listening
2: yeah. and uh I hope we ruined the movie for you. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you just listened all the way through that and did not realize that we were gonna spoil the shit out of it, I'm really, really sorry, but you should have should have read the comments first. So yeah, see you guys next week. <laughs>